0: The City of Angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker.
1: Greetings, Los Angeles. This is episode 178. We're gonna call this one Let's Play 2. I definitely have my Pepsi ready to go. Diet Pepsi, let's be honest. Uh, man, what a great sponsorship. Uh, we've got an interesting crew for tonight an amazing crew for tonight. So I'm going to introduce them before I even do any intros. Number one, Jason, LAC Punk Ariano. How are
0: you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to have the night off. Happy to be back. Uh, it's love talking LAFC. We're almost, we're so close to the season. I'm very excited for the season to start. I counting the days down to the season. I, I love your new Jersey. I really want one. Uh, I told my daughter that that's what I want for my birthday. And she said, Daddy, you're a messy eater. You're going to stain it. She said, get the black one. So I still want the white one. Uh, I will I will say, so. though, this
1: is the replica. This isn't the authentic. And I can tell you the material is completely different from the authentic. This one's more of a, like, smooth polyester. Like, isn't it? And it's a recyclable one. Like, yeah. Um, so it's a different vibe altogether. The Los Angeles on the arms is pretty cool. It's not stitched like the authentic, so there are some differences. I like it because it's lighter. If I wear the vest and the stands and all that, it's actually much more functional for me. I will get an Authentic, though, because, dude, you can't beat Authentics. So there's that. But, yeah, yeah definitely, guys, the color is, is rather interesting. It's different, and honestly, I do like it a lot. So it's good. Uh, we also, as you notice, have somebody else on the show today, and that would be none other than LAOC Benjamin. How are you, Ben?
2: Hey, Joseph. Hey, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show uh, once again. I know it's been a while. It's the first time doing it live. I've just been looking forward to it this whole week since I got the invite from you. So, yeah, I'm just ready to talk some LAFC football. It's Dude, we missed you
1: here, man. I know. And But you've had some major life events since the last time we had you on, right? Yes. Yeah,
2: so I, I moved uh, to to Glendale and then I got married. So congratulations! got a, got a puppy. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great.
1: Just building the whole thing you know yeah it's awesome being it's adult awesome
2: li- adult life you know
1: and of course being our game day correspondent and writer at the first weekend it's been i mean dude huge having you do this i know i jumped in a little bit for it last year but dude you're the guy that's 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 pushing it getting us the uh, the eyes yeah. and ears when we need it most uh yeah. if you guys are looking underneath our instagram uh at benze 91 is his instagram so definitely check him out follow him uh he will be with us throughout the season and Dude, how many seasons has it been now, Ben?
2: Uh, I started, my first game doing it was the playoff game against RSL. That was my first media. So it was
1: like three, three seasons in a playoff game, right? I mean, yeah, that's pretty much that's where it's been. He's one of the, he's one of the old school guys. No doubt yeah. about that. And we're glad to have him on for another amazing season. Uh, as I said, this is episode 178. They just seem to keep flying by. Uh, But it's a good one because we're about a week away from opening day. I know there will be fans. Not sure how many. Wish we could have more, but there will definitely be there. Uh, And the team is getting it all together. So today's episode is going to be a lot about what was seen the first episode or for the first preseason official match, what to expect going forward. The fact that we had a double header. Uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about more, some more like league things going on, because that's happening, too. There's been really interesting news and movement. So we'll cover that as well today. Again, Ben, welcome. Welcome aboard, Punk. Glad to have you back. Let's get into the mix. Uh, First of all, like I said, there were two preseason matches. Yeah, that's right. A doubleheader for those who didn't expect that to happen. Pretty good news. Uh, So we got to see the run out of pretty much everybody that's been in preseason. There's been no shock. Maybe what Mac was one guy, right, Ben?
2: Yeah, so uh, the starting 11 for LAFC, we had uh, Cisniega in goal, uh, Tristan Blackman at right back, Chiqui Palacios at left back, Segura and Murillo in the middle of the defense, Blessing, Atuesta, and Cifuentes in the midfield, and the top three of Vela, Rossi, and, and Cory Baird.
1: Interesting, interesting seeing Baird get the start. I honestly, I think it's a good thing we can actually see this thing run out now early, early look at it. Were they pretty much stationary in the positions, or were they pretty much moving all over the place? No,
2: no, they were actually very very fluid and in interchanging positions up top. I really liked what I saw from from the top three. Uh, on paper, Cory Baird was the the number nine, but you know it was always he was on the left, he was on the right. He was never just in one position. And if you remember from last year with Brian Rodriguez, you know, he was kind of like one-dimensional, just kind of stood out on the wings. Mm -hmm. And with Corey Baird, I feel like we're going to get, you know, a complete player with him being able to move on either side and also playing in the middle. So
1: So there's been a noticeable difference, even from the small little bit that we've seen between him and, say, Rodriguez in that role.
2: Yeah, I would say so, for sure.
1: Sounds good. Sounds exciting. I like it. I like it. Uh, Outside of the lineup, anything you were surprised with? In terms of performances that you saw, or something different that you weren't expecting from that lineup? Uh,
2: I mean, no, it was a pretty full strength, full strength lineup. I would say. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw this lineup against Austin. Uh, I mean, I don't, do you see anybody that's missing in the starting eleven? Maybe K. Yeah, no, right. Which,
1: who goes out? Blessing. It I mean, would
2: be, it would. Yeah, I mean, it would be Blessing because I, I don't think he'd take out Cifuentes because he's he's been doing really well. So. No. I think I think the midfield is a battle. I mean, I think two of them for sure are in, which is Atuesta and Cifuentes It's that third midfielder that's missing. It's going to be between K, Cifuentes, Sorry, K, Blessing, or Janela, maybe right? Janela. Yeah, Janela. So we'll
1: see. So they they're in a act. battle, right? To who gets to play basically on game day? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. It's a nice thing to have. I know we want to bolster it even further than this, right? That's the natural thing as an MLS uh, team. That It's never 100% what you think you're going to get or what you want. There's always going to be these things that you want a little bit stronger. That's the norm. But to have those three as the ones fighting for the position is pretty good, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, you even have Raheem Edwards coming in too, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really been... Seen all that much, right?
2: No, I, I think he was. He's been out because he's been like with quarantine. I think he's trying to get his green card, uh, so I don't think he's been around. But I think he's gonna uh, join training pretty soon, so yeah.
1: Wow, that's that's brutal. He's been in the wilderness, basically.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Oh, that's tough. Yeah, we didn't understand like what was going on, why we don't see him. We know you signed him, right? Yeah. But so he,
2: yeah, yeah, he's on the roster, but we'll, we'll be seeing him soon for sure.
1: Hey, hopefully we'll see him this weekend. Hopefully that works out. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, in terms of New England, it's a much improved side as well, right? I mean, they've they've made some changes.
2: Yeah, so their their starting eleven was was Matt Turner, uh, goalkeeper. They had a uh, Jones, Bell, Farrell, and By in the in the back line. Maciel, McNamara, Poster, and Gill in the midfield, and Bo and Buxa up top. So it was a four four two for them.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. So, f- standard four-four-two from Bruce Arena.
2: Yeah, that's that's what we saw. Yeah.
1: Go taking it back to the original. Wow. Well, that's nice. I mean, that opens the game up a bit. Uh, from the early stages, what was your impression of the match going in?
2: So, no, it was, it was a great start from from LAFC from the get-go. Uh, you know, they they dominated possession, lots of control, created some really good chances, quick passing in the midfield. Uh, Rosa Ro, sorry, Rossi, Vela, and and Baird—they actually created some really good chances. That each had a shot on goal, but uh, Matt Turner, the the New England goalie, he he was arguably the man of the match. He had like some really good saves. And once you know, once all that ended, rev- the revolution kind of settled into the game. You know, they started to feel it out, and they started to connect some passes, and they they, they just got. Got the best of LAFC heading into the second half, but that first half, it was all LAFC.
1: All yeah, and it, it sounded like that from all the updates you were sending, so it was pretty funny. Like you're yeah. sending out tweets, I'm retweeting you at the same time. Like all right, we got this timed. We're gonna do this. Um, going back and forth just so we can keep the 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 mention out there. No defenders was doing the same thing as well, trying to keep everybody informed. Which dude, well done, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, so between the two of us, we're getting analyst uh, like analyzing of the match from ben and then from them the play-by-play and it was we did what we could right under the circumstances
2: yeah. But, yeah it's hard to like you know keep your eyes on the game and then at the same time try and tweet out the updates but i was yeah i think
1: I, I was tweeting you about that like hey man like it's okay you don't have to go too crazy with it just hit right. us on the big stuff you know yeah. and yeah dude you did well you know it like, was it was good. good good eye-opening see from what we were doing and Dude, I was, yeah, I, I was happy with the first half, but things didn't quite stay that way as the match went along, did it?
2: No. So I don't know what happened in, at halftime. I don't know what Bruce Arena told their guys at, in the locker room, but, you know, the Revolution just came out with a whole different attitude. They were playing direct, very offensive style, and LAFC just didn't wake up. You know, a Revolution scored two quick goals within the first five minutes. Uh and then it could have been 3-0 easily if, if it wasn't for guy in the crossbar. Uh, could have been 3-0 in, like, the first 10 minutes. Oh,
1: but, man.
2: you know, I wanted to point out something. It was mm-hmm. kind of – it was interesting. Uh, there was a play where – and it was, like, the 55th minute where LFC had the ball up up and in, up in attack. They lose it. And then Atuesta kind of, like, hand-checks – New England player in the face and out of frustration you could tell he was kind of sending a message to his team like you know wake up guys like let's you know the game started and I feel like that kind of flipped the switch in everybody's head and after that you know they just it was all L A U C again after that they regained control of the match
1: oof so it was is basically again Westa controlling our mindset our tempo or approach to things by just sending messages again
2: pretty much yeah so then Bob makes three subs in the 60th minute. He removes, it was uh, Murillo came off and Kim Mun Juan made his debut at the right back. So Blackman slid into center back with Segura. Ginela came on for Cifuentes, and Musovski came on for Baird. Ah, so okay. the interesting thing about the Ginela uh, substitution was that that pushed atuesta up a little bit more forward and gave him a little bit more freedom to play an offensive role and, and he played really well after that you know he really took on like the like the put the team on his back like at that point you know he you could tell that he really wanted to you know get that get that second goal because you know they they were playing so bad in the first 10 minutes he, he was angry with himself with the team so I feel like Atuesta really showed some growth in, in this in this game. You could tell he he wants to be here. You know he wants to win, and it, it was really it was really good to see to see him do that. So okay. yeah, as far as Kim Un Juan, he had a he had a little bit of a scare. That there was a there was a play where he was all by himself. He made a really heavy pass towards Cisdiega, towards his own goal. And if it wasn't for Cistega, guy, you know, putting his hand out and saving it, it would have it would have been an old goal. I don't know what would have happened. LAFC Twitter would have blew up, you know. Tim Juan scoring an old goal in his debut with that—that would have been bad. But yeah. Dude,
1: was that his like first touch of the game?
2: Uh, no, no, but it was like with the first five minutes of him coming on. So yeah, it was. Oh man. It would it would have been pretty bad if that would have gone in.
1: Thank God, so, there's no points involved, though, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been bad, but. Hopefully, uh, thankfully, he he got you know up from that. He recovered from that that mistake. So, uh, so what was your
1: take on like if if we're gonna assess um, his performance on the day? What what would you after that crazy incident? Because again, that's just preseason jitters. Outside of that, what what was your impressions of his? Of his. Uh, He
2: he was playing very kind of safe. You know, not accelerating too much. He was kind of taking it easy. You know, playing a lot of passes back, a lot of passes to the side. Didn't really you know go up the field that much uh and he would always kind of cut inwards he would never really you know cut outside he would always cut in and what i what i realized it was in the press conference bob bradley mentioned that he's actually recovering from a minor knee injury mm-hmm. so maybe that's why he was kind of like you know taking it slow i mean but uh, you could tell that the skill is there you know the, the guy has Good, good touch, good passing, but I think they're going to take it slow with him.
1: Better to be safe. It's preseason, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. So there's no yeah. need to rush it with him right now.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to risk him, so that makes sense. Uh, in terms of positioning, how does the center back position look now that we're we're moving Blackman into the middle for time?
2: Uh, it looked pretty good. I mean, when Blackman was in the, in the middle, uh, New England wasn't really like, attacking anymore. It was more like LAFC was going forward. It was it was Murillo who was the one that was dealing with all of uh New England's attack, but he got substituted out in the in the 60th minute. So that was that. But yeah, after all that craziness in the first 10 minutes, uh LAFC got a goal back in the 63rd off a quarter kick. You know, Vela hits a outswinger. Blackman flicks it to the back post and at West, uh, of all people, you know, Heads it in to, the, to get the 2-1 two one, two one score line. And then in the 75th minute, uh, Bob makes five more subs. Vermeer uh, comes on for Sisniega. I believe it was Vela comes off for Opoku. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blessing comes off for Duke. Uh, Palacios comes off for Farfan. And I think that was that was it. That was a that was the five subs that he made.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, it makes sense, right? It's a preseason game. So, yeah. in terms of Palacios's performance compared to say what you saw from Farfan on Farfan on the day, is there a threat for Palacios at this time, or was he well, doing what he needed to do? It's
2: funny you ask because New England's two goals actually came from that side, from the right side. So, I mean. You know, if Bob sees that that's a, you know, a constant, maybe he gives, you know, Farfan a chance. Farfan didn't really have a lot of work to do, per se, you know, because the at that point in the game, you know, LAFC was just pushing forward. So he didn't really have a lot of, you know, a lot of work. But yeah, Palacios in the first half, he was good. He was fine. But, you know, those first five minutes, you know, lack of concentration on his side and crosses kept coming in from his side. So if he doesn't, you know, brush that up you he, he maybe see some some minutes on the bench you never know
1: yeah the first goal that i saw from the revolution highlights because they they were posting stuff up you did look like he got burned on the play plus just yeah. like he was hung out to dry on that was not in the right place at the right time at all um and that's kind of where it went it was a little bit of a too simple of a goal to give up so definitely wake up call uh blackman versus uh moon Blackman. Uh right now Blackman, definitely.
2: Okay. I think Kim Ur Juan, he's he's gonna, you know, take some time to adapt. He he's he's gonna go through that, you know, adaptation process. You know, it's it's a new league, new new system, new teammates, new everything for him. So I think it's gonna take some time for him to get used to. Blackman's familiar, he's been here since day one, you know. There's there's no problem with him. So as for the time being, until Kim Un Juan, you know, gets adjusted to the system. And recovers fully from his injury. I, I see Blackman at the right back as a starter.
1: So, if you we were, we were a betting man or playing, say, you know, LAFC fantasy, shout out to the gents. Uh, yeah, you should see the stickers they got us. I'll show you in a few seconds. Uh, you would say if you were going to pay to put a bet on it, Blackman gets the startings against Austin.
2: Yes, 100%. Yeah. They're familiar.
1: Perfect. Uh, Palacios, do you think he's if, if he if he rebounds this weekend against the Revs, he's pretty much locked for left.
2: Yeah, I think Palacios uh, for for right now the job is his. You know, it's I, if I, unless he does some a few stretch of games where he doesn't perform, I mean, I don't see him moving that spot.
1: Got it. Got it. In terms of what you saw from the midfield in this first match, I mean, we did have a missed penalty from Rossi, but hey, preseason jitters, let it go. Um, where do you think it stands so far with the midfield?
2: Well, Atuesta is you know senator forget it starter. He's the one that you know moves the pieces in the midfield that creates the the opening spaces. He's he's a starter for sure. But you know Blessing didn't didn't have the greatest of games. He he kind of struggled a bit in, in the first half. He he didn't make some good passes. He he lost possession a few times. You know there was a there was a specific play where Corey Baird made a great run and Blessing had all the time in the world to play him, but he chose to play it safe and just play it back. So, yeah, he's not a huge offensive threat when it comes to, like, you know, passing, like those those diagonal balls or those through balls. That's where K really, you know, shines. But Sifuentes, he, he had a great game too. He had a couple shots on goal. You know, I, I love the way he plays. He's so full of you know energy he's a box-to-box midfielder never stops running so as of right now the midfield i see it's atuesta fuentes and the last one could be either Ginella, k or blessing it's up in the air right now for me
1: roll the dice right yeah depending on who we're playing against that's who you're gonna see Pretty thrown much. out there Pretty yeah much. and and it's gonna be tough for k he's been on what a basically covid protocol because he's traveling for international matches right. Do you think he walks into a starting role or janela gets a shot at uh it?
2: i think it depends on his fitness because you know he just came back from quarantine they're going to probably test him out in training this week and next week and i think if he's you know shows no signs of fatigue everything's 100 percent i think he could he could potentially take that spot over uh sifuentes and but I think it all depends on case performance against New England on Saturday. and right. His training, you know, in, during the week.
1: There it is. There it is. So, I mean, we, we'll see where it's at. I really do hope that gets the nod on opening day. I really am. I'm rooting for him on this one yeah. from what we saw towards the end of last season. He's really come into his own. So let's hope that's, that's the story, you know, Yes, hopefully uh, anybody to worry about with New England. That was like, wow, this, this dude's, going to be a show this year
2: uh gustavo bow their their forward that guy that guy is big he's he's really physical you know he, he gets up on your face he's he's a monster so yeah he he definitely gave lafc some problems up in attack uh other than that carlos carlos hill he's a very good uh, midfielder you know he mm-hmm. kind of he's kind of there at Westa. he kind of you know moves the strings in the midfield so i'll watch out for him but new england is also uh they missed Two players. Uh, I think it was Be- uh, Bestler. Is that his name?
1: Yeah, one guy from Canada was on protocol as um, well. You
2: Buch- yeah,
1: yeah. I know they're missing one from international play.
2: Yeah, so, so they're they're going to play on Saturday. So they got to watch out for those. But as far as the one from last week, I I just saw Gustavo Bow. He he was the one that kind of you know caused LaFC problems.
1: Of course, their goalkeeper, right?
2: Oh, that's right, their goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean they had three saves in the first half that penalty shot he saved in the second half so if it wasn't for him it could have been like a 6-3 game we would have been talking a whole other story right now with LAC so chance it.
1: creations right run of play is right it was we ran into a goalkeeper free loose yeah there it is well you know that's not a bad thing i know we had a, a bad spell for a little bit but it sounds like again we're finding ourselves at the right times and yeah don't feel so bad about Austin right we should be ready for these guys
2: yeah we should be good we should be good
1: good 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 uh, that being said of course there was a bit of a surprise not for everybody but for many that this happened to be a double pl- double header that's why I said let's play two for this episode because that's exactly what we got we got a double header uh Ben there was limited time though right as to how much how much time press could be in to watch it
2: yeah so they only allowed us to watch for the first 30 minutes of the, of the game and I think just based on reports I saw later that it was actually just a two 30-minute half game. So okay. we actually just saw, like, the first half. Uh, yeah, it was uh, – I liked what I saw. I'm going to just shoot out the starting lineup for LAFC for this one. So we had uh, Vermeer in goal, Farfan at left back, Tony Leone at center back mm-hmm. with uh, Jordan Harvey. You know, who could mm-hmm. be, like, his dad. Uh, Quesada. Quesada was our – Draft pick, one of our draft picks in, in this 20, 2021 draft. So right. he was playing right back. Ginella, Bryce Duke, and Eric Duenas was playing in the midfield. Interesting. Now, yeah, I really, he, he played really, really well. Like he looks so good in the midfield. And I'll talk more about him later. Good. Uh, Danny Musovsky, uh, Bahala, and Christian Torres were, were up top, the top three. and. Nice. For Las Vegas, they had a few of – they kind of borrowed a few of our players for, for this one. They had uh, – who was at Las Vegas? They had Tomas Romero, the goalkeeper. Mohamed Charre was playing center back for them. Uh, CC Ucha was mm-hmm. also playing center back for them. Uh, Cal Jennings, Danny Trejo were playing up top. And I'm missing one more, I think there was one more player, but it's kind of slipping my mind right now. But yeah, those were the the main guys that were playing for Las Vegas against LAFC. And there was a bunch of Academy kids, you know, covering in for the, for the time being, but yeah, those were the main guys.
1: So, so, so there were Academy kids featuring in that match as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah.
1: That's looks promising. I have heard there's been at least three prospects within the Academy that, that, we could be hearing about later in this season. So things are still looking strong within the Academy. Of course they are. Did you expect any difference uh, from the impressions of the first 30 minutes? Who really stood out for you for those 30 minutes?
2: Ooh, two players. It was the, the Academy kids, Eric Duenas and Christian Torres. Uh, let's start with Duenas. So he was playing in the midfield. That was the first time I saw him playing in there. Cause you know, we're all used to see him play right back for LHC. Yeah. He was just, smooth on the ball, you know, very calm, collected, just distributing the ball left and right, you know, no signs of him being 16 year old kid. <laughs> he looked like a grown man out there, like really, like just there's was, I was really like surprised. And there was this one play where him and Danny Trejo were kind of going like a fifty-fifty battle. And there was I think Danny Trejo said something to him and he just kind of like gave him a little push, you know, like like mm. you know, yeah he was holding his own like it was it was really nice to see like eric I was just. You know.
1: i mean you gotta you gotta be real with this if you play well enough you get to stay in los angeles and don't have to fly to some random usl opponent city or vegas so getting into that final 18 is kind of important because it's going to save you on frequent flyer miles right
2: yeah exactly yeah and then uh continuing with uh christian torres he, he was very active you know he had a several shots on goal. A few of them came off the post. Some of them were blocked by the goalkeeper, but you know, he constantly was asking for the ball. He, you know, he showed some true character out there. He, every time he like made a mistake, he would yell, get mad at himself. You know, he, you could tell he cared about, about the game. So yeah, those two players were my, my highlights for me, for for LAFC.
1: Do they bleed for the crest? We know that already. So yeah, not a shock. How was CC Uche out there?
2: uh he was good i mean he uh from what i remember he, he didn't really stand out like all that much okay. you know he it was just an average average day for him I, I didn't i don't remember seeing him you know make a mistake or anything like that standard
1: uh, operating no yeah. no issue uh anybody to be concerned about from that 30 minutes that you saw
2: yeah uh i would say muslovsky even though he oh. got the goal uh, you know, he had, like, at least two or three clear chances, like, of goal. Like, he was one-on-one against the goalie, and he he either shot it wide or shot it right to the goalie. So, hmm. you know, he, he was in the right spot, but his finishing was was lacking in this one.
1: Getting into form, for sure. And, of yeah. course, he's in a battle, and it's going to be the battle with, I think, Baird. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. That's what we're looking at right now. And right. thing is, Torres is also on that on that run. Uh if you were going to look at Mussovsky and Torres, who right now looks like they're probably going to get more minutes this season. Uh
2: Right now, just based on what I've seen, I would say Torres, but I mean, Early of course ex- experience, you know, counts and uh, maybe I know, I know Bob uh, mentioned in his press conference that he did like what Mussovsky did in the first mm-hmm. game uh against the Wigglin. So there's that, but yeah, I think it's still a toss up. I don't think there's anything definite right now in the forward position, but if I had to choose between Bosowski and, and Torres I would say Torres.
1: There it is. There it is. He's calling it heavy, but it just it sounds great hearing that the kids are doing all right and developing even further than what we saw last year which was brilliant. Uh, depth is a good thing. Of course. Uh, I was going to throw out there basically Watching Vegas, watching that match, it was kind of a preview as the news to come ahead, right? Because there was some moves happening. There was some signings going on for Vegas that it was almost what the day after, not even the day after. <laughs> they call these things. But uh, basically, yeah, they signed nine players kind of connected to us. Two very, I'd say, familiar names. Uh, they should be now. CC Uche is one of them. He's now officially signed for Vegas. So you know where he's going to be for most of the year. And of course, Phil uh, Ejimadu uh, is also moving over. And so that means that they're going to be there the whole time. It's interesting because if you look at the nine signings for for Vegas, uh, outside of the familiar faces, they have another goalkeeper that they've signed uh, with European experience. So that there's already a battle. And there's a question of maybe Romero also moving on over there as well. So there's a three-way goalkeeper battle just from the signings that we saw. And I can throw some other names out there, but a lot of them you're not going to be familiar with. Uh, maybe when we get to watch these guys, which is official, they're going to be on ESPN 2. And the ESPN app, you get to watch the Vegas games this year. They've, you know, USL has signed a deal. So get your ESPN Plus, folks. Get it there. ESPN 2, boom, there will be a match. Probably all of them will be on the app. So it's nice. We'll get to watch these guys um, and get used to them. I can throw it. You want me to throw out the names? The nine that we heard about go for it joseph yeah it, do- it doesn't hurt to say it all right so i'm gonna run out there you said uh yeah Ejimadu, uche uh some champion usl uh veteran experience you have danny uh chris Isomo. you got i'm reading all these lists as they fly through this is the goalkeeper duncan turnbull uh came from notre dame but also played uh, a bit in uh europe for portsmouth Hey, baby, there it is. Uh Michael Yaboa, midfielder. Uh rookies, Frank DeRoma, Cal State San Bernardino product. You know, maybe there's something there. Uh, let's see who else did we see as I'm running through this list. Here, we had Eric Iloski, defender from UCLA, uh, drafted by the White Caps. Under contract. well, he was under contract for all- real salt lake for a while, but now he's there. Then Roberto Molina forward from UC Irvine. I'm going to say this about him. This could be one that we're kind of eyeballing. Like this could be a potential for us in the future. We'll see how this plays out. All of them, honestly, are guys that we're looking at. That's why, you know, they're playing for Vegas. Uh, Nathan Sebovita midfielder as well. So that's who we saw. Uh, again, there will be more heading that way. You heard of nine. That's not going to fill a team. The rest of them is going to be our guys. That's, that's how it's designed. You know who the staff is running that team. It is all about developing us. And of course, getting competitive, getting results there. So our guys are kind of used to the winning, used to being on the front foot system should be, You know expect to be almost the same you know they're developing for us so yes new faces we'll get to learn them as the season goes along and as they step up we'll know and also we'll see how the traveling goes back and forth for us but it kind of answers questions because people are like well all of our guys going over there are they going to completely no they have some guys under contract so that works. Uh, running forward, let me jump back into here. What's your guys' early impressions so far? Like, Peng, I haven't heard from you. Uh, what's your take on Edgemon and Uche? Are they just getting more of a look-see or just filling roster space?
0: I think they're just filling roster places. Uh, I think they're. I mean, they're going to be. I think in Vegas all season. Just my personal opinion. Uh, it's just going to be. They're as of right now they're USL players because we have two quality goalkeepers right now. I think something serious would have to happen for him to come up to our club, like both of our keepers have to get injured, which the chances of that happening are slim. I mean, it's happened in sports before. I've seen it happen in MLS. I've seen it happen in every sport there is, but um, I think for now he's a USL. I mean, if he proves himself, perhaps another MLS team could pick him up. I think uh, it's, it's going to get a minute uh, in mm-hmm. Vegas being able to, to, play there instead of playing third string or being on the bench on an uh, us right now for LAFC. But I think for him, it's a good thing because he's going to be able to get noticed more, be seen more, and it's going to give him an opportunity to shine and, you know, no pun intended, but light it up in, in Vegas. And so that way he could perhaps get picked up by another club I think the chances of him playing for LAFC are pretty slim since we got Vermeer and Sissinega, so, yeah, i, mean, I wish wishing the best. I mean, it's nothing against him yeah. as a person. I mean, we. It sometimes it's, as a sports fan, it's tough for because we get attached to these players as yeah. people. But it is a business as well. It's kind of tough for us fans to sometimes understand that when we let go of a player or trade a player, release a player, or a player signs another team. For them, it's their life. It's their job. You know, they're. That's what they do. So right. uh, we right. wish him the best. I think he's going to do great in Vegas, and I wish him the best in the future. I hope he does get picked up by another MLS club. There's more expansion teams coming into the league, so this will give him a chance to show that perhaps he can go to uh, St. Louis or uh, Charlotte. You know, It would be great to see him do that.
1: We'll see what happens. You also have to realize that they're all going to be training at the, at the center. They're all going to be over at Cal State LA doing their thing, all of these guys. So everyone's getting a look, see every day they'll have their lockers there. It'll be all set up. Romero's probably going to be the guy playing in most of the games for Las Vegas, right? You would expect that since he's kind of our understudy and the guy that's, that's there to take the torch from maybe Vermeer for this season as the backup and maybe even the starter and find his way in. Cause let's be honest, Romero has experience starting and winning things. So, We'll see what he does. I think he'll get most of the games with Vegas because, yeah, we need to get him ready for next year. That's why we bought him. We'll see where it goes. It's fun just to know that we have that many guys that are going to fill up the training center, and it's going to be that insanely competitive. Again, good news. And the nine signed are not bad. Like, you look, they're they a pretty strong group to bring in in the USL level. So competitive instantly, guys. It's good to watch. We'll have two teams we can watch. Of course, LAOC's are our, our team. The other one is is there to develop and help us. But again, they have their own identity. Identity. They are the Las Vegas Lights. They have their community to serve as well. Uh, and I will go to games. I know you guys, you're, gonna, you're planning on going to games like when they play against Carson or even San Diego, right?
0: Yeah, I already. Uh, I called my aunt on Easter Sunday, and you know, she lives in Vegas, and I said, and she told me, she goes, if you want to fly, I'll pick you up from the airport. If you drive, you got a free place to stay. <laughs> and she even offered, because she has a spare bedroom, which she said I'll have, but she said, if you bring anyone out, I have a couch. So she goes, "If uh, uh, you can bring one person, and I'll let you, they can sleep on the couch. So, gonna so, so yeah, my, my aunt's expecting, expecting me to come out almost. to a game, so
1: I'm, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm looking forward to it. You can take the whole North end in your house. There you go. <laughs> good stuff, man. No, I, again, happy to see where we're at. It's good to see the development play itself out. Uh, moving on from there, there has been some interesting articles. There was one by Vela that uh, LA times recently released and a couple others covered. Uh, really? It was really nice to hear Vela talk the way he he did and how he's approaching things this year. I'm okay with him having a conversation this open because we know how closed off he can, can, can appear at times. He's not a closed off person. He just appears that way with press. Uh, this was good. This was an open thing. This is showing leadership. Uh, I like the comment that he said, I will fight for the MVP again, because I think that's the, that will be good for the team. So he's telling you that, of course he's putting in everything he can, not just because he's looking for the accolade. It's because he knows he has to do that to get us across the line. Uh, Ben, what was your take on the interview?
2: Yeah, you know, it just shows that he's, you know, back after he had his injury last year. He's back, hundred percent, physically, mentally ready. You know, he's rested, he's motivated once again to win MVP, MLS Cup. You know, you see his optimism on the team. Yeah, it just shows that he's a true leader. Uh, you know, he wears a captain's armband for a reason. So, you know, I'm really excited for him to to lead the team again to the playoffs and MLS Cup, hopefully this year around.
1: That's what we're in it for. Open cup, MLS cup. Let's do this supporter shield if we want to get another one because that never hurts. Uh, But really, that that's happened. We want the other ones. That's for sure. Uh, There was also comments from Bob from from AS. Uh, Did you guys get a chance to look at that one? I think the only quote that came out and of course they threw it out there because it sounded controversial was feels no pressure to win MLS cup. Yeah, of course you read further into it is because he doesn't feel pressure because he knows that we're going to improve and he's expecting imp- improving. And then he goes, if we don't get better than we were b- year before, then he's got a problem. So it, it's kind of a nuance, but it's fun for a headline, right? Uh, right puck.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Bob. Uh, we all know how Bob is. I mean, he's a great coach. Uh, I think it's just him just playing with the press. I mean, we, we all remember the get lost, uh, episode uh, thing with after we beat Carson. Uh, if you, if you listen to the MLS weekly guys, they often talk about how Bob, I mean, they respect Bob as a coach, but they know how he is with the press and they know how he is with them. And it's, yeah, you know, that's just how he is. I mean, if he's, he's Bob Bradley. I mean, some of us have been, I mean, I remember him with the Chicago fire and then I remember him with Chivas USA, then the U S national team. And uh, guys who listen to I'm a Swansea supporter. So he's he's coached quite a few of the teams that I follow. So uh so I know how he is. Uh I take it as just him just kind of playing with the press. We know how he is. I mean, we he's one of the most competitive if not the competitive most competitive coach in MLS. I mean, if you watch that documentary from a couple of years ago even now, yeah. I mean, my dad and I were just talking tonight about how this last season without the fans, I mean, he was you could hear him. I mean, it was just That's, that's Bob. So we love Bob. He's a great coach and, uh, we respect what he exactly. He's got his
1: angle and that's fine. And it's good. And we already know the fire in him. Go to a training session. Trust me, your ears. If you have sensitive ones, I'm sorry for you. Uh, piercing. Beautiful. I like it. My kind of way of approaching things. Ben, uh, what was your take on the quotes from, uh, from Bob?
2: I mean, yeah, he's gonna say there's no pressure winning, but I think you no know, deep inside he knows that there's pressure. I mean, it's what is this the fourth season? If they don't win a championship, I mean, there has to be some kind of pressure. Yep. Uh, I know, I know he he really uh, prides himself on you know his team playing well and you know improving every game, and and that's fine. But you know, there comes a time where you you have to start winning some some silverware, some trophies. He mentioned that he wants his team to follow the the example of Manchester City and how they've kind of improved over the years. You know, if you remember back in 08 when Man City was like uh, a really just an average team with the Premier League and then the whole, you know, takeover with the new ownership. So ever since then, you know, definitely a, a huge change. And I feel like that's what he's trying to get to with his players. It took, it took that Man City about three or four years. To win their first Premier League title. So maybe that's kind of where this is going, where you know, Bob is kind of wanted to set a, a standard first, you know, set his ideas first. And then once he he knows that, you know, he's got it, then the championships will come. Maybe it'll be a five year plan, ten year plan, I don't know. But I think for him saying there's no pressure, I, I don't think I don't think he that's true. I think, you know, after a while there has to be some championships in, in, in our in our trophy case.
1: Right. No, this is this is the statement year. Um, COVID is where it is. There will be fans, it will be different this year. I don't think we're anticipating big breaks in the season. That's I think we're different now, you know. Last year was chaos, and the players said that the stop and go, it was all bad things, right? Nobody could really get a lot of rhythm going. It was it was trouble. But this year is full preseason, full everything. There's no distractions of, say, CCL, which was a beautiful thing, but let's be honest, now you can focus on the one mission. So expect different things. And you're right, the Manchester City thing was an interesting comparison because, I mean, we've been competitive from Season 1, so we know where they're at now, and y'all saw Champions League these last two days. Uh, Yeah, Man City, we'll we'll see what happens with them. Uh, That being said... We can definitely move on from the quotes of the day and talk about some other stuff. The Revs match this weekend. Ben, do you think this weekend's match against the Revs is going to be a preview for opening day or more of a run out to see where everybody fits in the pieces and all that stuff?
2: I think it should be a preview for the opening day. I think Bob should definitely already be thinking of his potential starting 11 against Austin. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely hoping that Kay is probably the only player that didn't play in the last preseason match that I would want to see in this one. Uh, I would want to see more players playing a full 90 minutes. I think only three played last last week. It was Segura, Atuesta, and Rossi. Those were the three players that played a full 90. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I would want to see more players, you know, physically fit for the, for the home opener. And I would hope that Bob, you know, thinks the same. Uh, and also for for the Revolution, you know, they're going to be getting ready for their for their opening game in, in the season. So I can definitely see Bruce Arena throwing out a full strength lineup himself. It's going to be a definitely a very competitive match. You know, very close to a to a real regular season game, even though there's no there's no points you know involved. But I'm, I definitely predict uh, you know high intensity. Chess match, kind of competitive game between Bruce Arena and Bob Bradley.
1: Yeah, they have to let they have to open it up. There, there's no yeah. doubt. Why Bruce has played? What is this their fourth or fifth preseason match? I mean, they're pretty well in now. There's you yep. know they had the pair against the Galaxy and now pair against us. I think was it fourth game or there might have been something else where they snuck it
2: in. yeah, it was like fourth. They actually played today uh, so against uh, Galaxy two. For the oh, okay. yeah, but they they didn't play any of their starters like for uh, the game on Saturday, so they re- they rested them for for the upcoming game against LAFC. So that pretty much expect- tells
1: you right there, right?
2: Yep, yeah, pretty much exactly.
1: There it is, Punk. What's your take? You're going to see a
0: bunch of kids running out there, or is it is it game time? I say you got to get the players out. I mean, our starters out there, we got to get them ready for, I mean, the season starts, I mean, we're a week away, so we got to get them ready. I know it's a a preseason, so don't take a win or loss seriously. Just get them in game shape. Uh, Because last year we saw that like with the crazy schedule we had last year and the stretch of no games and a bunch of games, it really affected every team. I mean, I know a lot of people can blame like, oh, We didn't do good because of COVID. Every team had a deal with COVID last year. Every team in the league had a deal with that last year. So I say, get them in, we got to get them in midseason form already. I mean, we got Austin, we got to show them that we're the king of MLS already and Mm -hmm. welcome them to the league properly, like we did with Miami last year. And just, we got to be strong and we got to start out strong because we have to, this next, our first game of the season, we got to compete for the U.S. Open Cup. Exactly. Uh, we gotta win these games. These first three games, we gotta win because the US that's the only way we're gonna get into the US Open Cup. I know Bob if Bob wants to win that US Open Cup. So we have to be in uh, you know shape for the first game of the season. So right. Let's it's get a playoff. Ready. Yeah, <laughs> it really. Yeah, is. I mean, yeah, you're right. That we're, how often do you play your first three games like playoff games? The first three games of the season are going to be like playoff games for the whole league, and I think it's great for the league because it's going to be great for TV for people watching the games because these teams want to win the U.S. Open Cup because it gets you into the Champions League, so it's going to be exciting first few weeks of the season. I'm, I'm looking forward to this uh, beginning of the season because every team is going to come out to get points not just a tie but they want the three points so they can get into this tournament it's going to be nuts absolutely nuts uh and it should be you know i i it's,
1: mls has always had this thing where they go into the doldrums like midsummer doldrums and in early season they're kind of feeling things out and playing a bit conservative and they can't do that now if you want to be in the open cup if it's something you value which everyone does these days right it's another trophy yeah you can't you can't mess up because your first three games if those aren't so great yeah you're not going to be in the show there you and go. And you
2: get to go into Champions League if you win it.
1: Right? I mean, we're seeing the games getting played this week. We saw the return of Joseph Martinez yet yesterday. Yeah. And then we saw yeah. some crazy stuff today. The red card that should have been red card by Saprisa. My gosh, that was crazy. But <sighs> you're seeing it, right? The competition's there. Those teams are already in competitive matches. We're not yet. That might that's gonna be a huge benefit because those guys are getting beat up already, and the opening day is not even here. And they're gonna get beat up as they keep progressing in that tournament. You see how physical it is. We're not dealing with that. We're dealing with the schedule, and that's all we're dealing with. Open Cup comes and goes. We'll see. But it's, that's it. The mission ahead. And maybe this clarity is a blessing in disguise. I think it is. Uh, that being said, let's talk about the opening day. I'm going to keep doing it. We're about a, what, a week and a half away next Saturday, April 17th, versus, yes, Austin FC. Schedule kickoff is 2.30 p.m. on Fox. That's right. Channel 11, folks. We're going on national TV. It's legit. Don't no mess around with that. Uh, we got to really put on our, our best for that one, for sure, national television. Yeah. Uh, there will be a crowd. Uh, Jason, would you like to give us a heads up as the crowd situation so far? Well, oh, you're on the mute, sir.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, right now, as we've been going over the last couple of weeks, right now we're at the red tear, which is 20%, which would mean 4,400 people. But by opening day, we're hoping to have 33%, which hopefully we can have 7,000, a little over 7,000 in there. But uh, what I was looking at is the Dodgers website. Uh, the Dodgers, if we're going to go anyway, I think we're going to be kind of doing what Dodgers Stadium was doing because... <laughs> It's the same state, it's the same city, it's the same ownership group. The Dodgers are having a lot of different things going into the game. You're going to have t- uh, paperless tickets, and mobile only. Uh, one thing they're having, which I've never seen before, is a cashless everything. Yes. When it comes to concessions, when it comes to food, uh, if you don't have a credit card or a debit card or whatever, what they're going to have at Dodger Stadium is uh, machines you can put cash in. And they'll give you a card. So my guess is we're going to see something similar at Bank of California. Uh, there's going to be no smoking as well, no smoking areas. You know, there's never been smoke inside the stadium. But mm-hmm. uh, if you go to the Dodgers website, I think our webs, our stadium is going to be the same, similar to that. It's going to be a, also a concession stands. You can order your food from your seat and yes. have delivered to you. So expect that for those of you who are going. I know I'm not a season ticket member. I know I've been hearing, watching social media, and on my uh, Empire Boys Slack page, people are talking about how their season ticket reps are reaching out to them. You can opt in, opt out. I I know Joseph's a season ticket holder. Yeah, so So, I can give a little bit of heads up on
1: that. So today... Today, an email actually was yesterday that it came out yesterday. An email came out to all of the season ticket holders. It's the opt in, opt out. And we're saying opt in. It means opt in for the whole season. Um, It's not like they're going to constantly change and ask you questions throughout. They want to know who's in and who's out under limited capacity. Of course, then the term limited goes away and then we all go back. But this one is opt in, opt out, whether you're willing to do it. I can't give any details because everything is fluid right now. It really is. We don't really, really know. It's going to change. And the change is hopefully for the better and for the more, you know, because right now it's not enough. We all know it's not enough. Uh, too many of our friends won't be there and family will not be there. Families will kind of get split up if they have multiple accounts. That's real, too, from, you know, that looks that way to me. Uh, so we gave the opt in opt out. So what had happened for my family? Well, my mom got season ticket. She had to do the opt in. My wife and I, our accounts are split. We both had to do the opt in. So what does that mean? That means I could get the call and she couldn't get the call, right? That's what that really does mean. So it, it's you got to do it. Opt in if you want any chance of getting into these games. Probably going to be a lottery. I can't guarantee nothing on that. Um, let's hope more than, than less. In terms of what, what Punk said about being cashless, from what I saw in the email, it is cashless. We're going that way. Uh, There's some other parameters in place as well. So, check your email if you're a season ticket holder. And remember, you must do the opt in by Thursday. Do it early. Cause I believe it's like a five cutoff or something like that. It's a cutoff that's kind of early in the day. So, if you haven't checked your emails and you're a season ticket holder, please do that to get your opt in so they know where you're at and where you're going so they can actually start distributing um, and calling out and making it happen. So, pray, pray, pray that we do this, guys. We all get our shots that we all do what we need to do and get it bigger. I've heard other stuff about how if they do like proof of test, there's some weird stuff or proof that you have a vaccination, then if they do some extra primers like that, maybe the numbers could be even higher to go in the stadium. Baseball's been really interesting. I try to get angel tickets, which they're still out there um, because honestly it's a lot cheaper than the Dodgers. Uh, Right. Be real. It was, I was impressed by the way they were doing it. MLB's doing it with a special app. Yeah, I can't, I can't see us doing anything different from the Dodgers. We have a kind of a close relationship with them and and the model looks right. So you'll see us taking a lot of cues. It makes sense to go that way, but there's a process. We know that not as fast as we all want it to be, but there is a definite process at hand. Uh, yeah. Orange tier. I think we're in orange tier now, right? End of day Wednesday. I think they said, so I guess we're now in orange. So expect that to affect things. Uh, so now we know the stadium. We know who's going in there. Of course, we probably want to know a little bit about who we're playing. So, Ben, give us a little heads up. What's Austin up to these days?
2: Yeah, so, <clears throat> sorry. Austin is competing in a tournament, kind of small preseason tournament. Uh, it's called La Copita. I think there's, like, a few teams involved from Texas. Uh, they they lost their first match against uh, Houston, 3-2. to two. But uh, their their player, uh, Pochettino, she scored a, an amazing free kick goal. I mean, it's all over social media, so if you want to check it awesome. out, just go, go check out Austin's page. Um, yeah, from, from what I've read in, in, the, in the recaps, uh, they like to play out of the back uh, regardless if they lose the ball or not. You know, uh, Josh Wolf, their head coach, you know, he's very adamant about just keep doing it, keep playing out of the back until you get it right. Uh, and then they had a second match today and they drew three, three against Dallas, but I guess there's no ties in this tournament. So they went to penalty kicks and they lost four, uh, two, but uh, yeah. Interesting thing about that was that they were down 2 zero. Uh, I think in the second half and they came back to win, to to take the lead three, two, and then they gave up the, the goal to make it three, three in, in the last few minutes. So, you know, a lot of a lot of goals allowed, but also a lot of goals scored. So it's going to be an interesting match with LAFC. Uh, they they're gonna yeah they're gonna be they go toe to toe. I know I know Josh Wolf, uh, the head coach for them. You know he he knows Bob very well. They know each other very well. I think Josh played under Bob uh, back in in the old days. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a diff- uh, a chess match between both of those coaches. And yeah, just excited to to see that game turn out how it turns out.
1: Dude, so everybody thought going into this that they had built from the back and it was going to be more of a conservative setup. Yes, the play would be played from the back, but that they were going to be stable back there. And, dude, if you drop three to Houston and Dallas, what are you going to do against LAFC? Yeah, I know. This could be a a, a fun night for, for everybody involved. I mean... I, I don't mind seeing a, a shootout on opening day. That would be yeah, that would be, be kind of fun for national TV. Let's hope it's one-sided on our, on, on our account. But uh, they look like they're coming to play just like we're coming to play. So, nice. They're not sitting back. I'll take it. In terms of Pochettino's goal, that was absolutely brilliant from a little bit I've seen from this guy. Uh, he looks like he's worth his money, right, Ben?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he definitely worth his money. Uh, he's really young. So I think he's only like 21, 22 years old. So, yeah, he's He's a young starlet. Um, they also have a, another uh, key players, uh, Matt Bessler, their center back. You know, he has a lot of experience in the league. You know, former MLS Cup champ. You know, he's he's definitely a winner. He's he's going to be their leader at center back. And uh, the, the DP, uh, Cecilio Dominguez, <laughs> uh, you know, he he's coming from a lot of experience in the Mexican league. so he's also a, a really good player for them as well.
1: They'll find themselves. It looks unstable right now, but I think from what I've seen, they're going to find themselves opening day, maybe not. Let's hope not, but uh, I still rate them as being a team that's going to be knocking on the door for the playoffs when this is all said and done. I know it's an expansion side, but, hey, we have experience with that, right, guys? So I'm going to remain hopeful on that one. Ben, what's your take so far?
2: Yeah, you know, they're, they're kind of dealing with what we dealt with, but we came into the league, you know, they just got their their new uh, performance center opened up. You know, yep. players are excited. You know, it's a brand new thing, just how we were excited when our performance center opened up. And, you know, they're starting with, like, seven consecutive road games, so just like how we did back in 2018. So it's a very similar setup for, for Austin. So, yeah, I, I'm sure the the players, you know, are, are looking forward to that home opener. against us, right?
1: Right. That's it. That's what we're going to see next week, guys. Austin, the broccoli coming our way. Uh, We gave uh, Beckham all kinds of drama. Uh, I'm sure we're going to give Matthew McConaughey a good rise as well. So welcome, Matthew. Uh, Enjoy the noise of the 3252 because we're going to have fun with you on that one. Uh, Yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, Let's move on to a little bit of MLS news and rumors. I forgot to mention earlier, but the Frankie Amaya situation, which we brought up like a month ago, how he had demanded a trade. Then he rescinded the demand. Apparently he's back on the trading block with Cincinnati. It's involving potential court cases with other teams for tampering. But what's funny is the one name that came up not being involved with it, but being interested, of course, is us LAFC. In case you didn't notice, this would be another guy that be more of an offensive talent from the midfield. UCLA product as well. Uh, Yeah. If he is somebody that we're looking at, it would be a good move on our end. I won't deny that what it would cost us. I have a suspicion because of some rumors that we've also been hearing about potentially uh, two of our midfielders being shopped by the, by other teams, not us shopping them, but others kicking the tires. That would be Mac. That would be blessing. You know, I mean, if Amaya, somebody we value, If I put two and two together and those names are getting floated around, you can't help but wonder if the team kicking tires was actually Cincinnati. Right. Don't put it past that. Then maybe they're like trying to shop him to us, but we'll see what happens there. I don't, I I don't, know, Ben, what would you do in this case? Which would either of those players on our roster be worth Amaya? Uh,
2: To me, I mean, is is Amaya, has he proven himself in the league? I mean, do you know, what do you know about him? So
1: he had some minutes early on and then, in the offseason, they've been pretty much bolstering his position for the other people. Uh, so I, I think he sees the writing on the wall is yes. You got minutes in a really bad expansion team. Cause they were really bad. Right. Uh, but now there's guys coming in that are more experienced than him, more talent than him. I don't want to say talent, but more experience yeah. uh, and that have proven themselves elsewhere. And so I think the writing on the wall for him, you don't want to be that guy. That's, this first round draft pick that's highly touted now looking at the bench. So yeah. our guys are proven, right? K, Yeah. Some love, some not so love him so much, but we all know what he brings to the table and how hard he works and how much we all honestly let's Let's be honest. We love the guy. Yeah. Uh, he's proven himself in this league and still has blessings. So if they're kicking the tires, I don't think they're gonna get very far in those two.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would keep, I would keep Kay a blessing. My opinion. Right.
1: Right. So if they can ask, everybody can ask, right? Brazilian teams can ask about a Twesta, but if the price ain't right, we're not making a move. Nope. Does it make sense? We're not going to do it. Remember, everyone is technically for sale if the price is right. That's how this business works. Does it seem like something we'd be openly shopping? No, I don't think so, but I'm sure we'll kick the tires if the price is right on Amaya. Again, local local uh, talent, he does have a Good top end, like he can definitely step up and move up in his career in MLS. He will have one in this league, so why wouldn't we take a shot? Right, right. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, uh, like uh, the old WWF wrestler used to say, uh, "Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man." Everybody has a price for the. Everybody has uh, a price. Everybody right. has a price. So the business of football, WWF, right there.
1: Yeah, Um yeah. I just don't if we get him, I'll be happy. I'm not going to hold my breath. You know, we have a pretty solid roster already. It would just be one more thing. One more, one more cog in the wheel, uh, that would help us. So we'll see where that goes.
2: Um, if if we get him, do you see him like starting or do you see him on the bench? Do you see him going to Las Vegas? Like, what do you see? Right. So my concern
1: was that he brings him in and then somebody gets sold.
2: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: You know who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Right, and then you have your understudies to replace that said individual, which I wouldn't want to see happen until the end of the yeah. season. But the business of football, right? Yeah, right. Let's be real. That's what I could think. Like maybe there's something to that, but that's where my head spins. Nothing is being said, guys. It's not. I'm not throwing out a rumor that something's happening. It's just reading the tea leaves and seeing the movement and seeing that the the rumors running around that that
0: kind of makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. My concern would be like. Team chemistry as well, yeah. Uh, that 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 would be my concern. You know, a guy demands a trade. And you want to bring a guy. Uh, I I believe in strong team chemistry when you have a good unity and you, you know. So that, that's just kind of my two cents right there. Right, right.
1: It, again, it has to be the right move. It has to be necessary. So we'll leave it definitely at that. I did want to throw some other stuff. MLS news. Uh, they did add a concussion substitution rule into the league. We're experimenting it with it. Thanks to FIFA. Basically, I'll keep this quick because I know we're running pretty long already. Uh, if we have a concussion on the field, it requires a player to be subbed off. You can use up to two concussion substitutions. And you're like, what is that? Well, that means beyond the three. And actually, I think this year we're doing five. If I'm reading it right, right? I think that's what it said, that we're actually going to have the expanded subs again this year, which I love. I'll be honest with you guys. The depth we have, I love this. Uh, You could have up to seven subs in a game. I guess that's the article suggesting because of these concussion subs. But here's the catch with this rule. If you get a concussion sub, the opposing team gets that sub as well, whether they have an injury or not. It can happen up to two times in a game, but the other team gets accommodated for that. To keep it fair, right? To keep it balanced. Yeah. But yeah, from reading that article, five plus two, like, I know the two are rarities. It's a head injury. But still, having that many subs this year is going to be a lot of fun and keep things moving every game. Expect fireworks late this year, now that we know the substitution situation is the way it is. I'm looking forward to it. If that's really it, we're getting five. Yeah, it was great to see it this last season. So I'm mm-hmm. all, all, all on board, Ben. What's your take if with this expanded sub situation? Yeah,
2: I mean, I think it's good. You know, it's safety, safety first. And obviously, it's not something that happens, you know, every game. But if it does happen, you know, it's gotta protect our players. And yeah, I think I think it's a good rule. I think it's gonna benefit every every single team. And you know, it's I think it's I, I agree. It's it's a good rule.
1: Yeah, honestly, teams should buy depth. They should build depth. I like teams that build deep. Not the eleven, and everything else is trash. After that, right? Yeah. Right. So this benefits us because we see how we build our side. Win for us, good. Uh, there was another article out, Ben right, regarding who's the most important player per team. Uh, was there really a shocker that they announced?
2: No, I mean MLS pretty much went with Edward Atuesta as our most important player, and I completely agree. I mean they they were mentioning how Vela is our best player, but you know Atuesta is the one that. You know, pulls the strings in the midfield. He's the one that gets the ball up the field to Vela to score the goals. So, yeah, no surprise there. I 100% agree. Atuesta is our most important player.
1: There it is. There it is. Agreed. Yeah. I, it's the duh moment, right?
0: Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I, I, I put this question out there when I, I post this article in the notes that, uh, who, I mean, you guys probably agree with that, but my curveball is. We've had issues in goalkeeping, so perhaps Vermeer or Sistinega could be the most important player. I think that's what's cost us some kind of names so at playoff matches in the past. Oh, that. Uh, so sometimes maybe goalkeeping. When we do, I mean, I don't know, Ben, you were there. Who do you think is going to be our starting goalkeeper coming going into the season? I'm still torn. I mean, I go back and forth. I mean, I think about it. I'm going, yeah, could Vermeer? Then I go back to Sistinega. I'm like, Phew. so since you were there. I'd like you know, to hear yeah, from you. Yeah,
2: from, from what I saw, I mean, Diega didn't have a lot of work in the first half, and the two goals that they did score on him, I don't think he was at fault at all. Um, but his distribution still is is lacking a bit. You know, the ball at his feet, you know, playing those long diagonal balls up the field, something that Vermeer does really, really well, you know, more experience, He's better uh, with the ball at his feet. But, you know, they asked Bob in the press conference who, who his starting goalkeeper is, and he does, he said he doesn't even know yet. You know, they're still kind of going week by week, you know, with training sessions to see who responds the best. So I don't even think whether Vermeer or Cisnega starts on Saturday against New England, I don't even think that's an indication of who's a starter against Austin. I think it really is just, uh, you know, week by week, whoever is the best during training that week.
1: There it is. Competition exists. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, This doesn't conclude the episode, but definitely concludes new content of the day. At this point, I did want to give a shout out to none other than LAFC Fantasy League. Okay. So I'm going to play in it. I know a few others that are going to play in it as well. Thank you for the stickers, guys. These are really cool. Ben, Team, Punk, these are heading your way. There's no oh,
0: doubt about okay. that. Thank you. Also, right.
1: Before we get into the Q&A, the first and I'm going to ask is going to be to the LAFC Punk himself. Mr. LAFC Punk, what's your album of the day?
0: Oh, right behind me. I decided to go non-punk. Uh, I've been listening to this band a lot this week, part because they have a new album coming out soon. So I've, like every podcast, music podcast I've been listening to, they've been interviewing this band. It's called Zayo. Zayo is like... One review one time from one of their albums from years ago said, Do not listen to this album in the dark. It was that scary. It's a very metalcore, grindcore, kind of narcissist kind of vocals. Uh, but anything by Zayo, this is kind of one of their uh, recent albums. But I've been listening to them a lot this week. They are awesome. I've seen them live. I wrote an article about them around six years ago. I got to meet the band. Uh, we mostly just talked hockey for an hour. So that was kind of cool. I mentioned how. I saw them in Santa Ana and I drove by the. I mentioned, little side note, whenever I drive by the Honda Center, I kind of give it the middle finger. Sorry to Duck fans out there, especially uh, Jimmy. Actually, two Jimmy's, both Jimmy's. I know two Jimmy's uh, LAC fans are Duck fans. Apologize to you guys. But Zao. I know it's not punk, but dude, these guys are awesome. Um, nice. And shout out to the Black and Gold of Vinyl Club. They sent me some stickers too today. Uh, you guys are awesome. So Black and Gold Vinyl Club, thank you guys for the stickers. Thank you guys for always, I uh, always, you guys always mention my uh, albums of the week, and also uh, thank you to uh, uh, Early Napalm. There, it, it's it, it's yeah. If if you like Napalm Death, you're definitely gonna like Zayo, Uh is a great band. But also uh, the Black and Gold Running Club, thank you guys for the stickers too. So. Right. Uh, You 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 fans are awesome sending us stickers. I mean, it's cool. Like we'll get DMs, be like, hey, what's your address? We'll send you some stickers. You guys, that means the world to us. I know Joseph got them. I've gotten them. You guys, I've got you guys so much. You know,
1: they gave us. Okay, so LAF's fantasy gave us enough to cover pretty much everyone that comes on this pod. So you guys are super generous. We're beyond thankful for that. I mean, I'm loving it. They even gave us keychains. Oh wow! Keychains. Awesome. Uh, they gave us some buttons as well. So I will get those to you guys. That is for sure. Uh, yeah. Right. Super cool. Super cool. Um, so yeah, you saw Victor said early napalm. You heard punk's answer. So at this point, we're going to move on to question and answer period. Here's how we're going to do this. You guys have been commenting all night. We're going to feature the ones that are the highlight of the day. The ones that we can really answer thoroughly and have fun with in a couple fun comments along the way. And the good old, the, the LAFC punk. Let's make sure that's stated folks. Uh, he's gonna read off these things, so here
0: we go. Don't laugh too hard when I do these. Uh, first one, all right. Hey, our, our good friend, uh, Brandon from uh, Australia, he says, If a player is taken off concussion, do they miss the next game? That's a very good question. Mm. Uh, I think, I mean, Joseph, you might know more, but I think it would depend if it is a concussion, Chris, are gonna be out, but I don't know if. That has been. If it's not a concussion, if it's just protocol and they leave the game, if they can come back the next game. So, uh, Joseph, I don't know if you know more about. It depends
1: that. on the recovery, but basically, from what we're getting on these concussions, is it's not really the coaching staff that decides whether this player is done for the night. It's going to be the medical staff, right? And that's why these kick in. It's going to be one of those. Hey, guess what? This isn't your decision to make anymore. He's injured. It's not going to be like they're faking it to get extra two substitutions. That's not the case at all. This is legit. So. I would say if you're that injured, you probably aren't going to play the next week. But who knows in this world, maybe it's just a good scare. So nothing's required so far. Uh, and then looks like Brendan's got
0: another one for us. All right. Thoughts on that CCL tackle against the Union. You know, I didn't have a chance to watch it. I think, Joseph, you guys were talking um, about that it earlier. It looks like I something
1: it. I would do on FIFA against Brendan when he's killing me 5 nothing. I'm just going to say it was like that he's laughing right now because he knows we go back and forth pretty well. Uh, it's like, dude, it, if that – I can't believe it was only yellow. I'll say that. It was nasty. It was ugly. It was an intent to injure. The ball never even changed direction. on the, It was so far gone. It was an intent to injure an in injury time. There's no reason why he wasn't red-carded. That's my take. Ben, what was your take on that nasty? Yeah,
2: noise? definitely a red card. It was, it was a nasty – he kind of, like, sized him up, too, from, like, 10 yards out. He, he knew what he was doing, and I, I was really shocked. But that's CONCACAF for you, you know?
1: Um... You know what's going to end that? This sounds terrible, but you know what? The old days, is how we did it. Take the lead, late in the game, second leg, you got this locked in. That guy doesn't walk off the field. It's just that simple. And if the refs don't want to do the job, the players are going to have to. That's why we have cards. If they don't want to do their job, then someone else is going to have to do it for them. And it stinks, it's ugly, but they're not leaving a choice in CONCACAF. They don't have VAR, which is amateur, amateur. Grow up. Get with it with the rest of FIFA. When you're wow. be, when you're, you're behind Confederation, we're behind FIFA, there's something really wrong with you. And once again, they're showing that they are behind the rest of the world. So congrats to ConcaCaf for being completely lame yet again. Uh but if a Twesta could barely touches a Club of America player, guess what? Guess who gets red carded? So. All right. Morons. Uh on to the next one. Uh Nestor. Okay, so I can kind of probably shouldn't, All right. but I will. Uh All right. I heard singing won't be allowed. Do you guys know anything about that? Um, I've heard it very different. If you're not singing, you shouldn't be in the North end. That's where I'll throw that. Uh, no, nothing of the sort has been said, uh, but mask protocols definitely in place. Beer showers. No, you know, that kind of stuff ain't going to happen. There's a lot of protocols in place. They'll explain it further. I'll let the club do that. I don't want to speak for the club. Um, uh, but at no time have I ever heard not saying I've heard it the other way around. Give it your all, folks. And it's expected. If you're one of the few that are lucky enough to get into the North End, give it on behalf of everyone else that cannot be there. And if you're not gonna give it, do your best not to be there for the second match. Let somebody else that wants to do it. That's how strongly I feel about it. because um, we don't have our brothers and sisters with us. So represent them, do it pride, do it with, with honor, and in honor of Mo. Give everything you got in the North End. Uh, there you go. Yeah, Louis V says VAR is about money. Yeah, it is, but you see how much players are getting paid. It's an excuse, as always, right? It's conga calf. but they can pay people off, right? They can do that. Uh, sorry, there I go again. Uh, I like Victor's idea, North End plus 4,000 more. Honestly, whatever's fair is what should happen. That's my take on that we'll see what happens again can't comment too much because we don't know enough right now uh open cup and mls cup victor's comment again yeah that is our goal right nobody's doubting that one all right let me let me throw up another one here uh mark
0: so go for this one punk all right mark lopez says some of our guys got signed by las vegas is this a strategy to oh to you okay Strategy to open up space for or free up international spots. If so, who are we going to cap space and in international spots for?
1: Wow. I don't think international spots are going anywhere. I think our strategy has been uh, let's get them a green card so they're not internationals anymore. <laughs> it's been a very active case with LAFC. Uh, I would say I'm not. I don't think they're worried about international space. I think it's just a matter of developing players and getting a space for them. I could see this happening if Brian comes back then what do you do, right? Because we still have that DP spot kind of locked in until Brian gets sold. But he's playing now, so maybe there's some good signs there.
0: Yeah, he's not playing great, though. <laughs> in my We're opinion. We've heard this before. Yeah, but, and if you watch it, you go on his Instagram, you can't tell if he's being a model or if he's a football player out there. So, it's Sorry to say that, but that's just what I see.
1: It is what it is. Uh shout out to Marcial, my fellow teacher, and they one few, one of the few people uh to actually break the Orozco code. Right? He did that, guys. So welcome back, Marcial. Uh and uh yeah. Love you, brother. Uh let's see what else we got. We got I like this one from Mark. Go for it, Punk.
0: All right, give Altusta all the things we need a contract renewal. Hey. You're right. Just like we were saying, that like article, he is the most important player. We saw what we played like without him. We could have won Champions League with him. If it's, again, stupid f- concaf, we, we could have won. We could have beaten those guys with with Atuesta in the lineup. So, yeah, Atuesta is definitely our most important player for yeah.
1: sure. I mean, I think we'd be getting thumped by Byron in a far-off land if if Atuesta was in that match. There you go uh let's see the next one i want to throw out there <laughs> this is a good one for ben
0: read that one all right were there any variations in formation Oh, okay all right ben you were there so you would know yeah. it
2: no it was pretty standard 4-3-3 for bob you know definitely there were positional changes like players did change positions but as far as the formation goes it was pretty much the same as we were used to seeing in the 4-3-3 with bob so yeah
1: Boom, boom, boom. There it is. And then uh,
0: this is a good one. All right, from Mark Lopez again. Haven't done my Google on Baird. Is he natural in that role? That's a good question.
2: Yeah, so uh, for Baird, uh, with RSL, and his former team, he he mostly played on the wing, on the on the right wing. And, you know, he said that he feels more comfortable in that position. But for LAFC, I know Bob is trying to, you know, get him to accustomed to playing that centre forward position as well as, you know, moving it around from, from side to side. So just based on what I saw in on, on Saturday, uh he's very mobile, he's very uh versatile, he's willing to, to learn. And you know, he actually wants wants to be here. He wants he wants to win with LAFC. So I, I think it'll be a, a good a good place for him. And yeah, that, that center forward position is it's up for grabs, but I think Corey Baird is doing good things so far to keep that job.
1: And I hear he's enjoying it too; like yeah. he really loves the training sessions, and he's really fitting in well with everyone. So, yeah, got he's a good just, one, and he's natural in the role, right? Yeah, he, is. He's,
2: just, he's just trying to learn as much as he can from from Vela, from Rossi, from from Bob. So you know, he's he's a very coachable player. You know, you could tell he's he showed a you know catch all these little things from them. So, you know, I think he's, he's a really good fit for LAFC.
1: Perfect. I'm going to throw these funny ones up there. One from Vic. I'll just say it. Cause I'm wearing it. Long sleeve looks awesome. I'm going to lie. I do. I love it. It's great. Only thing I worry about is the letters are going to pop off. Cause they're, they're not stitched on the long sleeve. So the way I wear it is like a three quarter. I'm going to pop a letter. I guarantee that. Uh, but they still, it's a great kit for sure. Different material, but still good. Good day-to-day shirt. Uh, and then yeah, I needed a flex. Shout out to Flex. Flex is legit, guys. This is a great sponsor, I'm telling you. Um, I haven't talked about it much, but early on we did get a, you know, a lot of us had a chance to talk to them and then shoulder to shoulder did an interview with them. So check that one out as well. Uh, basically, dude, they're doing all the right things, saying all the right things. We have a good kit sponsor that's locked in for five years, just like Pepsi locked themselves in for five years. Congrats on that one, sis. Good work on that. Uh, dude, we're in the right place. So I'm happy with the kit. I'm happy with the colors. We're not wearing white. I'm a little thrown by the white shorts, though. They'll have to grow on me. But if you have FIFA, the kit's are already on there. So have fun with that. Yeah. Uh, let me roll down to a final questions. Let me see if anybody's got it out there. Uh, Louis V. FIFA rents, rents it out. Don't they always? That's kind of how it works. Boom. Sorry, FIFA. There it is. Uh, and I think that might be it for our questions that I'm seeing right now. Do you guys see any others that you want to pop up or talk about? Let's just say them and I can find them. I think we pretty much cover these things again. I am beyond thankful that all of you guys are on hanging on for this duration of this episode and giving us these questions Fire them off early, send them our way, send me a direct message if you'd like so I can put it on the show and we will do these Q and A's. And I think going forward, that's what we'll do before we do the final comments, you guys get the final comments and then we'll close the show out. So again, thank you for everyone. Anymore, anymore. Ooh, I think somebody threw it. Yeah, I agree with Rastagari. Black shorts would be nice with a new away kit. I'm going to go out on a limb here. This is black. This is black. That is black. Maybe they're going to sell white shorts, but you can't help but feel like the black ones that we already have on the current kits would be a nice fit already. There's no stripes. They're clean. Uh, I bet you they interchange these things. It just makes perfect sense. Praying that they do, honestly, because it would look better with the black, but maybe the white will grow on me. Here's the thing. The socks are the same color as the kit. So they're this nice, weird, different goldish taupe color that Honestly, he looks good. I like it now. Uh yeah, Edgar, he did said five-year deal. That is insane. It is insane. But when you understand and see how things play out, it's actually going to pay off for everybody. So it's a good thing. Same with Pepsi. They do it long term. There's a lot of long-term deals. I gotta say, the front office holding it down with these killer deals. We seem pretty darn, pretty darn good there. Ooh, here's one. Probably want to read that one out.
0: Yes, how did Danny Chirio look? So that's definitely a one for uh, for Benjamin.
2: Yeah, uh the little things that I saw from him, you know, he he did try and you know dribble through players. He did he was successful in some dribbling, but he was kind of playing, you know, on the wing, left wing position for this one against Las Vegas. Didn't really have too much participation in the game. Uh I would want to see a little bit more before I make an assessment. But yeah, it's just on the first 30 minutes that I saw, he he wasn't too active. Uh, the ball wasn't really on his side of the field, but when he did have the ball, you definitely saw that he wanted to create his own play. You know, he wanted to dribble past players. So the hunger was there, but I want to see a little bit more. Hopefully we see more uh, on Saturday.
1: We we shall see. Uh, thank you, Edgar Corral, for that question. Uh, any more questions I think we've kind of burned them off which is awesome guys because we don't really get a chance to really hear from you guys as much as we'd like to we'd love to put more on there but again we're beyond thankful what that does is does bring us to the time to do our final thoughts of the day and you're like what we're going to do the final thoughts yes so I'm going to let LAFC Punk fire off first give your final thoughts of the day sir
0: yeah I just want to thank Everybody that's on right now, you guys are awesome. You guys are amazing. We appreciate you guys so much. I know there's just a few of you come on live, and we know there's even more to listen. And I also want to thank everyone who listens to the podcast. Uh, you guys mean so much to us. Uh, I can't wait till we all get back to the bank. Not to see the games live, but I'm looking forward to being at the tailgates, to meeting you guys, the listeners, and whether it's at a watch party or at the... Uh, tailgates or in the stadium. I get if once everything opens up again and we're at the stadium, if you guys, especially me, any of us, we'll talk football with you. We'll talk anything with you. If you want to talk LAFC, if you want to talk beer, if you want to talk music, if you want to talk about having, like I've said, usually people stop me and talk about having daughters. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk that I'm more than happy to talk about it. So, Working, I mean, I've had people DM me about working at Sprouts. That's cool, you know, anything. So, I just want to thank all the listeners, whether you're on YouTube Live right now, or you're listening on your jog, or your walk, or you're in the car. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother.
1: Ben, back to the tradition, sir. Final thoughts yeah. of the day.
2: Yeah, uh, Joseph, it was a pleasure, you know, being on the show once again. It's been a while, long overdue. Thank you again for having me on. Thank you, Jason, for being on the show as well. Thank you to all our listeners uh, for tuning in. You know, I really try my best to keep you guys informed on what I do in the, in the LAFC games. you know, in the week. You know, you can follow me on Twitter on LAFC Benjamin. You know, I try to keep the, the, the most updates as I can. You know, I, I did apply for the media credentials for, for Saturday's match, so those are still pending. But if I do get approved, I will definitely be there and give you guys all the updates you guys need. I believe um, Las Vegas Light is playing a friendly again right after the match against uh, Cal United, hmm. so I'll try to stick around for that one too and give you guys some keeping guys in the loop. But yeah, you know, guys, just uh, we're we're so close to to be back at the bank. Just keep wearing your mask. You know, we're getting closer and closer. So just do your part, and hopefully, we'll get back to the bank as soon as possible and enjoy watching the games
1: exactly the follow-through ben uh first thing before i get off what i'm gonna say tonight thank you man thank you for sticking it out there i know you're busy i know life has been pretty wild in this lead up but thank you for sticking on for yet another season again you've been here from let's be honest the beginning after this team kicked off from the first playoff series to now uh you've been a constant for us and an awesome source uh Thank you for coming on for season 2021. I can't wait to hear the analysis going forward. And for everyone, please check out his articles. It's going to be on the heart of LAFC website. Pretty straightforward, all your heart of LAFC.com. Uh, Checking on Twitter. We're going to promote those as we already do. Instagram. I think we've popped them up there as well. Check his articles out. They're super thorough. They go through everything that you want to hear all the little advanced stats that we love to talk about. Cause you know, me and my advanced stats Ben covers it guys. So check out what Ben's going to have to say this year. It's going to be a very, very interesting and entertaining year. And, of course, Ben will be jumping on with us plenty in the lead up uh, and throughout the season as he is available. We'll definitely have him come on and help out. I know next Wednesday we're shooting for next Wednesday for our next episode, which will start at 10 o'clock again. Uh, We're going to try to keep it pretty much with the same. We'll see where we're at. Ben will definitely jump on because he's going to have analysis from the game before if he can make it. I know he's shooting for it. So yes. I also wanted to thank punk for sticking it out, man. Being here from day one, all the little extras we've ever asked of you. You've always been there. I'm thankful brother. It's, it's outstanding. Uh, thank you, Christine. Thank you. Caesar. Thank, th- thank you. Uh, boy, everybody that's been on right. Our crew We're huge. Uh, fresco. We want to see you back, man. We miss you, man. Uh, we want to see you come back on again for sure. But anyone who's ever co-hosted with me, including the great Jerry, thank you. Uh, There will be more, I'm sure. And so it's going to be fun this season as new faces are going to show up and do what they do best. And, of course, at the end of the day, show off the black and gold like we all do. And on that note, like I said, thank you, everybody. Have a great one. Let's lead up. Let's have fun and join the uh, LAFC fantasy Because I think Wednesday's their cutoff for that. So get in there before it's too late. And finally, of course, treat each other with the utmost respect. Stay safe. And of course, stay golden.
0: Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to Shoulder and gold is taking over.